This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassick, and I'm going to let you introduce our special guest. All right. We have our special guest who's a former Texas Ranger. I don't know if many people know that. They're probably going to know him more as a Seattle Mariner, but it is Jamie Moyer. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. I want to tell people just a little bit of a story that you might not recall, but it made a big impact on me. My first ever game in the major leagues was Cleveland versus Seattle. And the next day after the game was over, and you might not remember this, but it was the game where you guys were leading 14 to 2 in the game. I helped get you guys a 12 run lead. You weren't part of (laughs) that game, but the Cleveland Indians ended up coming back and winning that game in extra innings. And the next day, I'm out shagging baseballs, doing the bucket, and you came up to me and you talked to me for a good five to 15 minutes and just talked about what you saw from me, what I could work on. And I just was, I was in awe. I couldn't believe that Jamie Moyer was coming up to me and just saying, hey, let me talk to you about what you were doing out there and what I liked it and what maybe you could improve on. So I know I never got to talk to you again, but thank you so much 23 years later for that moment. Well, I do remember, uh, and I do remember the game. Uh, one of my good friends, Aaron Sealy, uh, started that game. And, uh, boy, as far as the game goes, it was just, you know, it kept going downhill, downhill, downhill. And it, it was like, it was uh, one of those roller coasters that was off the tracks and you were never going to get it back on. So, uh, yeah, that was a tough one for us to watch. I'm sure a fun game for Indians and Indian fans. Uh, and as far as uh, uh, your outing, you know, I don't remember the outing exactly. But I, when I, you know, was asked to do this and your name came up, I was like, oh, my gosh, I do remember being at his first major league start. So it's kind of interesting, right? And you know how the lefties kind of stick together, Mm -hmm. right? So I think my intent there was, you know, I know what it's like to kind of feel like you're uh, out on a boat all by yourself in the middle of the ocean. And that's probably some of the feelings that you were having that day. I've been there myself. So hence uh, to try to give some support. Now, in preparation for this interview, I do believe Mike Bassick has looked up his statistics against you and your statistics against him. Now, Jamie, you're not going to remember this, but then a couple years later, we did face off against each other at Shea Stadium. And I knew that I didn't win the game. I couldn't recall what happened. I remember you struck me out, though. 
And so I do remember that. <laughs> I battled you to, I think, a 3-2 count and maybe fouled off a couple pitches. It might have only been 2-2, two and two, but I fouled off a couple two-strike pitches. And you jammed me tremendously. I don't know what the speed of, of the pitch was, probably, you know, low 80s. But you went back inside. And I can I want you to kind of talk about this is – I'm not wanting to talk specifically, and you got a hit off of me in that game too, is <laughs> is specifically you were able to make your 80 to 83 mile an hour fastball faster than what the radar gun would say. So I would love for you to explain somewhat of your pitching style and how you could make an 82 mile an hour fastball get by a major league hitter. Well, I mean, I'm trying to give you the I'll give you the short version because I could yeah. talk about this all day and love talking about it. But you know, it, it's pitching is you know we've heard this time and time again in the game of baseball: location, location, location. So regardless of what kind of fastball you have, uh, ex- excluding you know in today's terms, you know where they're throwing a hundred miles an hour. Guess what? Guys are still catching up to that too. So you know whether you're on the bottom end or the top end. Uh, you know, you got to, you know, if you're on the bottom end, you got to locate it. And and the slower it is, I think the more you have to locate it. Uh, movement uh, is key. Uh, getting the ball closer to the hitter's eyes. Now, obviously, under their chin, uh, at their eyes. Yeah, that serves a purpose. But at 83, it doesn't serve as big of a purpose. So when I say closer to their eyes, you know, inside, maybe slightly elevated something moving down and in off the plate, showing hitters that you can throw pitches to both sides of the plate for strikes, especially with your fastball. And then if you have a good changeup that you can create the same kind of arm speed and throw a pitch, you know, my changeup in my, I think in my prime was probably about 12 miles an hour different. Wow. I think that's, that's what came. That's what allowed me. And I could locate it for a strike. I could make it look like a strike out of hand. But when it got to home plate, it wasn't a strike. So, again, it, that's where the deception comes in. And then, you know, having the ability, the ability to back it up. And as I got into the game and played long enough, I realized every hitter has an ego. Every, <laughs> every human being has some sort of an ego. But in baseball, every hitter has an ego. And some bigger than others. And learning how to play with egos was uh, another big thing, too. Oh, I throw two change-ups in a row. Oh, he'll never throw me a third one. Oh, boy, here it comes, you know, that kind of thing. Or he won't throw that ball, that same pitch, away again on me. Well, I'll throw it away, but I'll throw it maybe a little further down, but a little further off the plate. Learning about the hitters that could, would be willing to chase pitches off the plate away below the zone, down, uh, balls that would be in. Because, uh, again, if if I recall, you know, back in my era, in my younger era, you know, the major league average velocity was about 87 miles an hour. So I was below the speed limit. <laughs> so, and to me, I always believed you had to pitch below the speed limit or above the speed limit. Did you ever have follow-up conversations with maybe – some of the more egotistical players and they would come back to you and be like, I still can't believe you got me out. And in the back of your mind, oh, you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I know that's how yeah. I got you out. <laughs> exactly. And I think we've all had those types of, you know, whether they be teammates at the time, they're like, 
How do you pitch with that crap? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right? <laughs> or, or, you know, I, I can't believe, or, you know, you guys, I've had teammates, you know, you know, say, you know, I love playing behind you. You work quick. Uh, you throw strikes. Um, and I, yeah, I don't understand how you get away with what you get away with. And I'm like, well, you know, you gotta, it's, it's, and the other part, it's about the presentation, your mountain presence. Um, you know, I had the good fortune when I played in with the Rangers, uh, to play with a guy by the name of Nolan Ryan. Yep. Unbelievable mountain presence. And I had a, the, the opportunity to play with a guy by the name of Charlie Huff mm-hmm. who had Great mount. We love him. <laughs> completely, yeah, he's a wonderful man. And both of them are. And Charlie had wonderful mount presence and threw knuckleballs. So, you know, I mean, having experiences in my younger career, my youthful part of my career, seeing in Texas, again, play with Kevin Brown, play with Bobby Witt, played with Kenny Rogers, you know, all different types of pitchers. Uh, and, you know, during the course of my career, had a chance, you know, playing as long as I did, played with all kinds of pitchers, you know, played with a Cy Young Award uh, winner as a really young pitcher, Rick Sutcliffe. Um, you know, so, again, had different experience. And then as I started to mature and understand things, I started to really pay attention to pitchers across the field. Uh, a Cliff Lee, uh, uh, Andy Pettit, a Jimmy Key. Uh, a Tom Glavin, you know, you start to study those guys, even though I'm not that person, you can learn by watching. Uh, when Jimmy Key, when we, when I played with the Mariners and Jimmy Key would come through a bullpen and uh, the kingdom, if you recall, the kingdom bullpen was down the right field line with no fences around it. I'd go sneak over like I was shagging fly balls in the outfield and I'd stand 20, 30 feet behind him and watch him throw his bullpen. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you find ways to try to get better. Is that, was that also you, you rolled out 30 games a year for pretty much your entire career. Is that another thing you kind of peaked on how guys were keeping themselves healthy too? Yeah. Well, I think that look in, in, in that era, um, you know, if you weren't healthy and you weren't making starts, guess what? They had somebody else. Uh, You were probably either on the DL or you were back in the minor leagues and neither of those places were places you wanted to be. And sometimes it was hard to get your job back if the guy replacing you was pitching well. So, you know, that earnest was on me, the health side of it. I I believed, and again, I played with in my younger years, I played with some guys 
that were really hard workers, that were really dedicated. And you hear that about every player that plays the game. I get it. Um, but you all, I also play with some guys that had some longevity. And, uh, and, and having the opportunity to watch them uh, do their work between starts, to me, my four days between starts, I learned, were my most important days. My, I worked four days really hard to get to that fifth day. And that fifth day previous to me allowed me to get to that fifth day ahead of me. But it's what I did. I didn't sit back for four days in between starts and do nothing. Uh, there was, you know, some video preparation or notes that I would take, uh, you know, weight room, uh, training room, uh, conditioning, uh, being a good teammate, um, and, 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 you know, and watching games and learning. Uh, it, it's amazing how much you can sit on a bench and watch a game and you can learn, or you can sit in the stands and, and watch players individually and learn. There's a lot of non-communication going on in a baseball game. And, you know, picking up on that kind of stuff is really important. Jamie, you got to win the World Series in 2008 with the Philadelphia Phillies. Our Texas Rangers win the World Series this last season. What is it like defending a championship the next year? Well, it, it's, it's not easy. Uh, you know, you get the target on your back. Uh, but still, you have to go out and play, and a lot of things have to fall into place. Number one, to win a world championship, as you saw last year, and how wonderful of a season did the Rangers have. Um, and and now you've got to kind of put that behind you and build off of it. Uh, again, knowing that your offseason was a little shorter, right? Yeah. And compared, compared to what you normally have. And... Um, you know, maybe focus wasn't there in the off season. So as a skipper and your skipper uh, seems to have a pretty good handle on baseball and baseball personalities and, and, and abilities and successes and failures. So uh, you got a, you know, a, a guy at the helm that that's been down this slippery slope before. Now it's a matter is getting the players, uh, you know, back focused, back on course, uh, healthy, uh, health is a huge thing, and um, you know, not resting on their laurels. Uh, you gotta, you gotta again continue to dangle that carrot and create that hunger. Uh, and look, players individually and as a group do not want to be embarrassed. So uh, you know, you're, you you want to go out there and work hard and prove that you know what you did previously was you know what you are as a team, what you are as an organization. And, uh, you know, the microscope that's, that's watching uh, that team gets bigger. Well, Jamie, I could ask you questions until the sun goes long, down yeah. today. Uh, we got to go to break. The advertisers would get mad. Is there <laughs> any way, Jamie, we can give you a call during this Rangers season and, and talk more baseball yeah. to you? I'd love to. I love talking baseball. Well, thank you so much. 269 game winner, Jamie Moyer, former Texas Ranger in 89 and 90. Have a great weekend, Mr. Moyer. You as well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. There you go. Jamie great. Moyer right here on 105.3 The Fan. You look absolutely giddy. He right? has so much knowledge. Yes. Yeah. He made the major leagues in 1986. His last year in the majors was 2012. So when I was eight <laughs> that, years that old, real. he made the major yeah. leagues. 
In 2012, he is now exiting the major leagues. He pitched at 49 years old. I didn't even get to the question. We ran out of time, and we're out of time now for me to explain. But what's it like going to spring training in your 20s versus when you're in your 40s? That is a very good question. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.